Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing Sumbrum, which is a game set in a dark, bleak, and mysterious fantasy world. This game may include topics or events that some listeners may find uncomfortable or triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... Alright, so did anyone buy any kind of special provisions or supplies? So you guys don't have a lot of money, so it's not like you can go out and buy like all new armor and weapons, but any special purchases that anyone picked up to kind of in addition to what they're going to be taking to the forest with them? Just a herbal cure for good measure. Sure. Also, what did people level up into? What did they pick? I gave you guys 20 experience points to play around with. You could actually have some... Again, we started off with more, so we're kind of... I'm giving you XP faster than you would normally in this game, but that's why you just kind of have some more stuff to play around with. What did you dump your points into, if at all? Uh, I picked up uh, Beast Lore. So I know a little bit more about the creatures that are going to eat us. Very nice. I went up to Adept. This is Gorin. Uh, went up to Adept in Leader, so I can, um, during a battle, nominate a target, and all of us can aim at it and deal an extra 1d4 if we hit. Very nice. Doubt took Adept in Shield Fighter, which... Adds 1d4 on successful hits as a shield bash, and also if I do a strong test successfully against the opponent, they get knocked down. Smart base, you're now doing damage plus 44, aren't you now? You got it. Jesus. So your guaranteed damage is a 5. That's impressive. (laughs) Okay. You um, picked up the shield that goes along with that, right? I already had Shield Fighter before, so I have oh, the fair Shield. Enough. I did not know that. Okay, cool. This is just Adept, yep. That explains why your defense is so stupid high. Uh, Skistamara uh, increased his sixth sense from Novice to Adept. So now instead of just using... Uh, I used my Vigilant before for instead of Accurate when attacking, and now I also use it instead of Quick for initiative and instead of uh, Quick for defense. So my Vigilant is my highest stat and my most yeah, important that, stat by far. I'm glad someone's doing that too, because that's kind of why I think the system is cool around, where like once you get into those adept levels for things, stuff just gets wild in how it levels up. It's so cool in that regard. It's like, oh, uh, it's... Yeah, you built the super observant character. It's not really good at fighting now, too. It's one of the things I like, where it's like, there's no dump stat unless you build it correctly. Then there's totally dump stats. <laughs> Is that everyone? I think so. All right. So we are off into Davikar, that means. It's big, scary forest. Uh, it's imposing. It's... Just kind of as trees as far as you can see kind of thing. Like, it is just massive, massive trees. Admittedly, you'll be entering into light Davikar, not Davikar dark. It's You're kind of going through the kind of initial parts of it, which is not terrible, but not great either in that regard. But yeah, so a couple of you in theory do know some things about Davikar, though, prior to this. Who is that again? Like, in theory, Gorin knows that... I think really, uh, Roha, Gorin, Skotsmer, you all in theory have at least some experience with Davakar in general, right? Probably more on the yeah. lighter parts, because that's, I, I guess, like, yeah. for reference, we talked about the sum during the sessions here, and kind of since then, too. Light Davakar is maybe not safe, but not the dangerous part. It's dangerous, but not like, it's not Davakar capital D. Um, Skotsmer would be familiar with, um, 
I don't know if Skusmar has actually spent all that. Yeah, he's been in Davakar. Maybe not that deep. He's a barbarian. He's spent some time in Davakar. Yeah. Your tribe, your tribal lands are in the northwest. I think is on the map. Yeah. So the Eads uh, don't move around that much. They're 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 kind of like I mean they they are they're less nomadic. They're the least nomadic tribe. They're starting to like become more civilized and more stationary as a result. They're actually building cities and they're you know they're building structures and things like that. So yeah, they they are the least wild of the barbarians, but Skustmar obviously isn't there anymore. So quick question does does it seem like Simbarum, the previous civilization, was built in the forest, or or like the forest grew up around the ruins after they the answer left? to that question is yes, and that's part. And that's not me being deliberately vague. That's kind of how everything's written. The forest is messed up because it has grown up, but also may have existed previously amongst the civilization previously. So. Kind of in that we're not going to really get to this parts of it. We, t- we might touch on parts of it. So the forest is big, not just kind of side to side, but laterally too. There's a lot of stuff below the surface of the forest as well that is kind of where more of the messed up stuff from the forest in theory originates. Yeah. So again, we kind of touch on this briefly and kind of reiterate this whole point. The previous empire of Simbarum. It's not clear what happened. They kind of succumbed to something, though, is the general theory. And it's not clear if that was dark magics, hubris, or some combination of the two, or something totally different. But they were there, and then very rapidly they weren't. It's not even clear if like they all died off, or they were consumed by something. It's just kind of a... It's like a finger snap, and they were gone in a meaningful way. And this all predates everything going on by now by quite a bit of time. Like, it predates the Barbarians, it predates the Ambrians, it predates the whole war between the Ambrians and the Dark Lords. Like, it's... My personal theory is that kind of the Dark Lords were remnants of the Simbarim Empire, but that's just my speculation at that point. The the ongoing campaigns written by Free League for the game are starting to delve into this. I think it's um, Throne of Thorns is the one that kind of more directly addresses, okay, what the hell actually was Simbarim? Mm-hmm. Were they human? All signs point to yes, because at least one barbarian clan claims to be the direct descendants or the remaining descendants of the nobles of the Simbrim Empire, but it's, again, it's not totally clear, and we'll kind of get into that more as we get into the forest. They sure see, it sure seems it used to be human, but whatever happened really messed things up for everyone kind of thing. We touched on this some, I'm not going to say it here because it's a bit of a spoiler for all things, but like, the mystery of the ogres is very much linked into what Simbarim is. Uh, Dwarves within the kind of setting of Simbarim are very much a result of whatever the hell was happening with that empire previously. And as a result, they don't talk about it. Like talking about what the history of dwarves were beyond a certain point is incredibly taboo in dwarven culture to the point where it's not even clear certain people under a certain age even know it existed kind of thing. Like it's, they've always existed but there's a starting point that kind of has a bit of a controversial story of where it's all started. And I'm glossing over a bunch of details because we could go way the hell down the path on that. But yeah, it's a lot of, again, like remember this is the world we're playing. has only been around for like 20, 25 years, not in our time in kind of in world, the colonization of Am- of New Ambria, the, the chosen land, the interaction between Ambrians and the barbarians. That's all 20, 25 years tops kind of thing. It's very recent. It's coming off of just an apocalyptic war. We didn't really get into it because it's not important to what we were doing, but like the whole sorcery thing. Like someone asked at one point, like how common is magic? It's eh. Sorcery, though, might be kind of death on sight, hypothetically, because hey, that's what the Darth Lords were doing kind of thing. And again, we're not really playing around with it, but the Thurogy, the the, the church of this world, the sun worshippers, are a, a little bit fanatical in what they're up to kind of thing. They're like, again, you can play as a witch hunter in this game. None of you are, but it's totally a class archetype that exists that like is kind of the cleric. Part of why we went the whole prisoner aspect was to kind of allow you guys to have more freedom with just pick whatever the hell you want. Like, it doesn't have to make setting wise set. You're in prison. That's how you all came together, kind of thing, as opposed to 
So there's a sorcerer here. How the hell are you still alive? <laughs> Does that mean it's time to enter the forest? All right, cool. Yeah, so Yarkin, true to his word, as good as it may or may not be at this point, has indeed arranged for a new card. It's nowhere near as nice as the one he's been traveling around in with you, but he's arranged for a kind of a four-wheel cart and some horses to help pull it to help extract whatever you find inside the forest. Uh, Goran, you would know that that cart, depending on how far you get in, it's going to become a problem really quickly. Again, the depths of Davakar are not known for their well-worn paths, but at least we'll get you closer and more comfort than just kind of walking by foot would be. But after a certain point, you're going to probably have to hide it or ditch it or leave it behind and then take stuff back to it. But who knows? Again, truly demonstrating that Yarkin has absolutely no idea what's going on inside that forest. Any last questions for him before you depart? Any last thoughts? Uh, you're bound for... After all, you're headed for the uh, the Silk Court. You've got a pretty good bearing on that based on the map. And we've got his stone chest that has the map and other writings in it. Yeah, he's he is reluctantly kind of handed over all of that stuff. Uh, it's a variety of notes. If you wanted to spend some time studying those, you might be able to figure out something from them. That would be kind of a more direct study. He did not give you his full cart, though. Again, like, again, he swapped out all of this stuff. Like, he is... Outfitted you, but again, not outfitted you especially well. That seems to be the kind of ongoing theme of all of this. Well, as long as we got the map. Yeah, he seems not very helpful. I say, let's just try to accomplish our mission. Time to shove off. Any objections? No. No repercussions from Scustmer having burned down the bar? <laughs> None yet. Well, you guys don't know about that. You told us of that. No. Did I? No. I told him I followed him there. Yeah. As far as I know, it hasn't been burned down. I don't think the arson was divulged. Yeah, like there's probably reports of there being arson at a bar, but beyond that, I'm not sure people have put two and two together, nor will they probably. Into the forest? Into the woods. Into the forest. Yeah, so there's, uh, at least the kind of on the outer reaches of Davakar, there are kind of well-worn paths. People do traverse this with some frequency, not without some peril, but yeah, so your permits have been handled by Dark, and you're all set up to go, and you depart. You've been given the paperwork for it, you've been given the equipment, you have enough kind of camping supplies to, if need be, last, give or take a month inside the forest. Hopefully it won't be that long, but yeah, no, you are off into... Davakar. First day is pretty uneventful. You pass the occasional kind of just monstrous tree, a couple kind of foreboding remnants on the side of the road, but nothing truly out of the ordinary. You probably hear a variety of weird sounds from the woods, and yeah, you got towards the end of the first day, you've made it deep enough that following the bearings you have based on the map, you're starting to lose the road some. The train's starting to get a little bit rockier and a little less kind of passable by the cart which isn't a huge problem, but you are definitely in Davakar at this point. It's 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 very different being here, where even like when you were on the farm or just in the kind of countryside of Ambria, you still felt like you were in civilization. This is truly almost just like a different world. Like the shadows seem darker and kind of more foreboding. The rays of light seem sharper, just like there's a real sense of there's nothing but nature around you here at this point. With how much treasure hunting is going on in here, I mean, how how quickly does it, how quickly do the chances of us seeing another human drop off? Pretty quickly. Like, it's, there's, there's a lot of treasure hunting going on, but it's kind of very spread out, and yeah. again, it's kind of like, what's a lot of treasure hunting? Like, more than five, in this case, probably a lot of treasure hunting by lots of standards, and you are pretty quickly going in deeper than most people do initially go. Like, a lot of people go into harvest materials or wood and stuff like that, like, stuff you have to go into the forest to get just for kind of general supplies. You're going into the forest. You are going to the depths. You're probably not totally outside of ranger patrol at this point, but you're definitely kind of rapidly approaching the point where you're going to be on your own completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so end of the first day, you kind of come to a good spot. The sun's starting to set. Trying to traverse this at night would be 
harder than need be? Do you choose to keep going? Do you kind of break to make camp that night, or what's the plan? Um, quick question. Can I have bought a saw before we left? Yeah, totally. Do you want me to dollar that or just put it on nah, the thing? I don't care that much. Probably something that someone threw in the... That's probably a thing Yarkin is smart enough to include at least an axe to cut wood with, I'm guessing. I mean, I have some firewood. Do you have a hatchet? No, I literally have firewood. I'm going to switch my saw to a hatchet. I have a hatchet. What do you need the hatchet for, I guess? If I need to cut wood or something. Okay, just making sure it's for that and not something else more specific. Yeah, I... That's totally within kind of things you'd have, hypothetically. What else would Scutsmer use a hatchet for? Scutsmer has proven there's a lot he might use a hatchet for, just saying. It's a very useful item. Ask Gary Paulson. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so what is the plan? Is the plan to kind of make camp for the night? Is the plan to kind of keep going? Like, uh, how are you handling this? I'd say let's make camp. Yeah, I agree. Makes a certain amount of sense. You got post guards or kind of like hide under the cart. What's the, how are you going about doing this? I'm going to care a little bit more about this because this is a inherently more dangerous environment than you've been in up to this point. Well, I think Gorn would insist on guards or on a watch. Sure. Yeah, we we should definitely have a watch. I'm just going to, unlike, we don't have to worry about like in D&D sleeping to maintain magic or anything like that. No. Alright. So do we want to do a two-person watch or a one-person watch? I'd say two-person. Okay, so that means well, how someone's long are you getting, sleeping Someone's for? getting shafted with a double <laughs> double watch. Well, no, I was just thinking, like, so we do like if so if we're trying to get eight hours of sleep and somebody stays up for two hours and then goes to bed, and then gets up two out for the last two hours. Right? Am I doing that right? Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, if the ogre and I take the first shift, and he goes to bed after two hours, and then I wake one of you, and we're, we overlap for two hours, and then I go to sleep, and you wake the last person, and you overlap for two hours, like, right? Does that all add up or not? Yeah. I think so. I'm not willing to, I'm not trying to do that math. I don't care about it that much. More just to kind of who's that wake at what points. Overlapping two person at a time watch. I'm going to figure it out because otherwise your dedicated listeners will call us on it. You know that. (laughs) Very possibly. (laughs) I love that. The math works out in my head. Yeah, if you're saying it's like six hour shifts when there's like people totally awake, I think that works out. Yeah, if it's. I was thinking four hour shifts, but. Yeah, I think that still works out though. We take ten hours. Of, we take ten yeah. hours to sleep. Yeah, and we have four hour shifts in there. Um, I think in that case you could even do like two, six, and two at that point. But I'm not sure how the math works out for that. But yeah, I would say we sleep under the wagon too. Yeah, can't be too cautious in these parts. Are we setting a fire? Yeah, I was gonna say, do you light a fire? Well, yeah. I don't think ogres can see in the dark very well. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think any of us can see very well in the dark. Yeah, this game does not have dark vision. Maybe we reconsider it further in the forest, but here in Light Devakar, I don't think there's anything wrong with a fire. Do we know that? Can I? Is there a wisdom or something we can write? <laughs> Do we know <laughs> if a fire... like Is this a Mirkwood situation? We light a fire and all the giant bugs come? Uh... No, but also potentially yes. Davakar is unpredictable. I, I guess like my my general word of warning is approach everything with a certain level of haphazard paranoia. Like it's attacks happen in this territory. Like if it's not the monsters, if it's not the beasties and monsters getting you, it's hypothetically the elves who think you're trespassing at this point. Fire is probably fine, though, in the grand scheme of things. I guess I'm coming back to the idea of it's a big forest. The chances of someone kind of randomly stumbling upon you your first night there based on a fire are low. There'd be other indications as you were making your way through probably as well that there might have been more of a problem, though, too, about setting that fire. 
Sorry, can you repeat that very last part? There'd be other indications, probably, that you'd be a little, would put you more on edge about whether or not you need to set that whether whether that fire is dangerous to set or not. I guess like it's you haven't seen any markers or anything like that. That would be hypothetically kind of be like, oh, this is probably a bad spot to draw attention to ourselves. Let's light a fire because I want to use it to look over the map and other out components of that chest if I can. Trying to map out this time thing and it's not working. I'm happy to hand wave it. It's not a huge deal to me. People will have to deal. It's got it's got something to so anyway, we'll do yeah, we'll do shifts. Well, because somebody works on this twelve hours technically. I think it's the cause then you have three, three, and three. Yeah, but twelve hours is a lot of day. Yes, yes, it is. That's why boats do it though, too. Okay. Or time is less meaningful. But yeah, yeah. What's the watch order, I guess? I'm not sure I care necessarily about the exact amount of times people spend. Sounds like Goran may take first watch. Who's up for second? Out. Alright. Does that mean Roja and Skotsmer are on the final one? Yeah. Alright. Works for me. That means there'll be three... Three eyes in the last shift. Yeah. I forgot about the deer, yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. <gasps> you forgot about the deer? Alright, so first watch. You are studying the map. Trying to get a better sense of things. I have the lore master ability. With a successful cunning test, a character can figure out the properties of a specific artifact, but not how to activate it. Um, and then in the same way, the novice can use cunning to translate a text or understand what is being said in another human language. I don't know if that comes into play, but... Yeah, I'll, um, let's, let's roll it this case. I'll definitely apply in this case, so it makes sense to try and apply this. Uh, roll in a cunning. Yep. And I've got... Oh, I failed with 17 out of... I failed with 17 out of 13. Yeah, the notes you're trying to piece together are real scattered again. Like, this was not uh kind of a, uh, a full study. This was kind of a set of crazed translations and notations, and yeah, it's it's messy to the point where it's a, it's a hindrance. And I think I had noticed in the room that there was a thin layer of blood or something? Yeah, it's almost a highlight of blood on the stone box that this all came in. Yep. Yeah, but I can't really figure anything out about that. I, it's it's definitely dried, but the fact that it's there and you can definitely tell it's there is weird at a minimum kind of thing. It lines up with items you've heard about coming out of Davakar, though, too. Like uh, Seeing as like one of the questions that was asked was, okay, how exactly did the previous owner not open this thing up to take, to take stuff out of it? Or maybe they did, and the guy was just lying. You're not quite sure which way that one plays. Uh, the claim was that this guy opened it and the previous one didn't. So mm-hmm. maybe that's true. Maybe he was just willing to do something the other guy wasn't. Who knows, though? Sure. Anything else? Is it time for a second watch? Makes way more sense if we each take a two-hour watch or uh, alone. Let's do that then. All okay. Right. Well, somebody said two people on watch, and I was trying to figure it out, and it just doesn't work. All right. So that's the end of mine. Yep. Stout, you're up. You doing anything on watch or just kind of sitting there in the dark of the forest waiting for something bad to happen? Stout does not do anything specific. He practices his rhyming skills. Tree, B, T, etc. Fair enough. Who's on third watch then? Gustmer. Alright, cool. So, you doing anything particular on your part of the watch or just again kind of sitting there waiting for time to pass? I'm being very vigilant. Yeah, so actually, give me a vigilance check as part of that. Oh, I will. Ah, shit, I rolled a 20. That's a failure. You don't totally make out exactly what you're seeing, but you do, out of the corners of your eyes a couple times, see maybe a humanoid shape, maybe it's the trick of the light kind of thing. Again, it's late and dark in the woods. But you feel that you're probably not alone. You don't see what's what's kind of giving you this feeling, but... Uh, yeah, it's probably nothing. Might be something, but also, who the hell knows? 
Last but not least, Shift, uh, Roa, what are you up to on your chunk? Oh, I am, of course, watching. And uh, not going to be doing any crazy rituals this time. Uh, So, yeah, I think I'll just uh, watch. And that's a Vigilant. Yep. So I'll just roll that. And I failed with a 15 out of 11. Yeah, so kind of the same thing with Scotesmer. You occasionally see something that maybe is a trick of the light, maybe it's your mind playing tricks on you, but... What about... Yeah, it's what the the deer thinks, yeah. What's Marthal got? Uh, He's only got a 10 in Vigilance, but he might roll better than me. Still worth rolling. And we'll roll a D20, right? Yep. Well, he shit, he got a one. Yeah, so where mankind and ogre kind have failed to pick something up, the deer realizes there's something out there. Again, he's a deer, so how much communication is possible between Marthal and Droa? Like, is it just kind of a companionship thing, or you guys got a psychic link of any kind? I don't think it's quite that far. It's more just kind of like a pet. It's almost more or less like because deer don't speak, they're not gonna be like, there's yeah. something out there. It, yeah. It's more like the deer senses a predator, and I get that sense. Yeah, so it doesn't sense a predator, but it does sense it's being watched, like it's being hunted by something, or yeah, it's not a predator necessarily, but it, it does kind of get the hackles up of there's something intelligent watching it and you as you sit by the campfire. Okay. Of course, I will have my spear sitting on my lap as I turn my back to the fire. Kind of focus my attention to where he's sensing the uh, the eyes on him. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. Oh, and I make sure to have a good pile of pebbles around me. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, nothing bad happens. It's eyes on you. Yeah. Yeah, morning comes, nothing inherently bad happens. It's just kind of a stressful night of things maybe watching you from the dark, but maybe not. You're not totally sure. Yeah. Place is always creepy. That's something you kind of you two convey that you feel like you were being watched last night to the rest of the group, or no? Mm, yeah. I'll be like, something's out there. I'm not sure if it's dangerous or not, what it is, but something has taken notice of us. I had no idea what, but there was something there. I agree. If you guys say so. So the second day begins, you're traversing more through the woods, and in almost an unnatural fashion, the ground seems to start evening out for about a couple miles. It's surprisingly easy going with your cart, making pretty good time. And then you emerge into a clearing, and you just see something grisly. As best you can tell, it's five humans, you're pretty sure Ambrians based on their clothing, that have been kind of strung up and kind of ritualistically in this clearing against five trees. They are kind of splayed out in kind of a like a star formation almost. Their hands are pinned up by their heads as long as they can go. Their legs are pinned, splayed apart kind of thing. They're pinned 40, 50 feet up off the ground, high in these giant trees, and they are just covered in arrows shot into them. That's gross. I wonder if that's uh, our neighbor's way of saying hello. You, You would all have heard enough stories about this to know that this is most likely, if not definitely, the work of elves of some kind, and this is kind of what the elves think of as a light warning. I think it's some embryons who got what they deserved. That could easily just be us. Elves usually don't distinguish. Hmm. Well, I don't know about that. But I can say that it'd be hard to do that to an ogre. It is good work. I admire it. Do you think Gorn would know anything about like how to 
move into elven territory peacefully or no one wanted us to do that that's not a known thing if someone knew how to do that they'd be very rich by now the elves abide by something called the iron pact it's a thing you all have probably heard of in rumors maybe not stout but you'd probably fill them in on this and it's the idea that the elves as far as they're concerned are the owners stewards keepers whatever the correct phrase is of Davakar and what remains inside of it. And anyone that sets foot inside of it is trespassing on their land. Allegedly, the whole Iron Pact thing dates back to a human pact with the elves from long before the Ambrians or even the Barbarians showed up where a bunch of literally iron rings were exchanged as kind of a deal as part of this. It's mostly hearsay. You kind of hear some occasional stories when people get murdered by the elves that it was something to do with that but generally speaking it boils down to the elves think they own the forest they can't really back that claim up they just reference again this iron pack thing all the time and no one alive remembers that it's ancient history as far as anyone's concerned and even if it was real it's inconvenient history because you know you need the stuff in the forest you have lore master right yes yeah, you'd probably be clued in enough too that the whole that so there is also this idea that elves aren't originally from Davakar either. They're just as migratory or immigrant as everyone else in the region, except maybe the barbarians, but also maybe the barbarians. Like they definitely came here some two hundred plus years ago and set up shop. They're not from here originally either. It's a kind of known thing. Are they long-lived? Oh, yeah. Elves live for a long, long, long time. And I guess kind of to give you all reference of what they look like, that is what a typical symbol room elf looks like, give or take. Cool. Yeah. Oh, pretty. I mean, in a very, like, I will fill you full of uh, uh, arrows and tie you naked to a tree pretty but yeah. yeah no again like like we said they're not your they're, they're not your high fantasy elves these are kind of very alien kind of of the woods almost spectral type of things like again like those who the people can see this picture obviously for an audio podcast they have like big almost like insectoid black eyes not a lot of nose it was like i think the face is almost kind of feline to a certain extent except it doesn't have the feline features more kind of the shape and the bone structure of it they're very. They look more agile than normal than traditional elves do because they're just kind of this wiry, almost wraith-looking like thing. It looks like Voldemort from Harry Potter. Kind of, yeah. Actually, it's not a bad description. Yeah, the low-profile nose. Yeah. yeah, somehow, but paler and more kind of fast-looking. Long, pale hair as well. Yeah. And then the black-eyed kid's eyes. Yeah, and there's more to elves that I'm letting on right now because it's not something your characters would know that I can answer kind of when we get through all this. But yeah, elves are fascinating. They are very long life and have a absolutely bizarre kind of life cycle to them too. Like it's it's a it, it's not as bizarre now that I've done some more deep research, but like they are one of several species that kind of roam the area that have a truly unique or kind of very different from what we think it was a normal life cycle. That's part of why they're kind of pissy all the time. Oh, they don't get enough? That's part of it, but also they they live a really long time. Maybe too long. Okay, I can yeah. see that. Yes, you're standing at the foot of this elf warning sign, message, just might be four-star as far as the elves are concerned kind of thing. Uh, what's the general reaction to this? Uh, I stick close to uh, Marthal. Goddamn elves making a show of things all the time, pretending like they own this place. We Ambrians have just as much right as they do to be traipsing through here. Tell that to them. I hope they show up. I will. To be honest, I don't hope they show up. Yes, I wouldn't think you would. Umbrians have no right anywhere near this forest. 
And the elves know it. Maybe we uh, don't light a fire tonight. Might. Might be smart. I have a question for you. Why would they kill five people if they're just trying to warn us? That makes no sense. They could have just killed us. Maybe they were their prisoners? This has nothing to do with us. We're fine. For now. Well, I say let's carry on. They push on into the woods. North farther to Davakar, and in theory, kind of based on your map and just your estimations of how much you've traveled, in theory, you should be getting close to the Silk Court, or what's marked as the Silk Court, and kind of as you start to think this, you start noticing around you, kind of up in the trees, maybe off in some bushes, like not necessarily on the path you're walking, but kind of around, you start seeing remnants of, of spider arm webs, like kind of the, the wrap around a plant of some kind, almost like it's a bundling of the tree of some kind. And before you know it, you emerge, and you're kind of looking down out over a hill at what looks like the ruins of a town or a small city of some kind, all made from massive stone, just ever so gently kind of draped and covered in this in some places thick, in some places not so thick, but definitely kind of everywhere layer of spider web. Kind of, it looks like it's almost up. It looks almost like snow. It's so kind of everywhere because kind of covers everything. And the easiest path, based on kind of what you're looking at, is you'd have to go through the town downhill. You're kind of suddenly at the kind of edge of a cliff, and this thing's built down, so it slopes down into the town, but kind of around it, it falls off pretty quickly. Run to buildings. You could spend time going out and around it, but it might take a full day to achieve that versus going through, at least. So it's a ruined town covered in spider webs. Yeah. What does going around look like? Trying to find your way essentially down a cliff, like down a small mountain face in some ways. Again, like it's kind of weird. You kind of like, you get to this point, kind of it almost drops down into the town. The path in front of you does slope down into the town at a nice leisurely pace. If you were to guess, the way this thing was previously built was either someone cut into the side of a mountain or raised the ground up to make this kind of town there. You can go out and around. But it will take some time. It will kind of involve going way off road from this kind of nice smooth path you've been walking into more rugged terrain, and you'll have to find a way to navigate that, and that will definitely take some time. It is possible, hypothetically, but problematic. What time of day is it? Noonish, maybe early afternoon. And how many hours, just by approximate glance, would it take to walk through this town? Hour, two tops. It's not a huge town. Like again, like the obvious route is to go through it because the ground is easiest to go, and for a chunk of it, you'll actually be traveling on. It looks like cobblestone or some equivalent of it. Again, like it's if you had to guess, the smooth path you found yourself on was in theory leading to this place. Well, it doesn't take much in Davakar to have to abandon your cart, and I'm not quite willing to do that now. I'd rather stay on the cobblestones. I mean, can we get the cart around? That's what I'm saying. I'm doubtful. I'd rather keep our cart and go around if possible, but if that's not possible... All right, I say we hurry through. Weapons drawn. Stout agrees. Stout no want to go around. Take too long. The Ambrian won't be able to hobble around much. <sighs> anyway. Fair enough. And I think I, uh... I'm wondering if the symbol from the elves was a warning about this. Maybe they were mimicking what people look like strung up in these webs. Sorry, I don't mean to scare y'all. I understand that we don't probably uh, mean as much to the elves as far as, you know, our lives are concerned. But, um, again, just some membranes in the wrong place, which is an elvish forest. That's what I think. Anyway. I think we're all in the wrong place, but we're here, so if we're going to press through, let's do it. 
quickly and quietly. Agreed. And we go. So into the town? So you start making your way down the hill slowly into the town. It's pretty easy to get the horses to go down there. They're not happy about it. No one's happy about going into this thing. And you do kind of see in the various silhouettes of the webs, you do kind of see the occasional collection of spiders, large spider, but they seem relatively uninterested with you. You do occasionally pass what looks like the remains of a person that was unlucky enough to fall into the webs or something like that until you get to what you'd guess is maybe the town center, the town square of some kind, and it branches off. You can kind of keep going forward, which would take you straight through, which does kind of match this north end, and you can kind of veer off the left and right to other paths. And there's a strange figure of sorts standing in the middle of it. They're their proportions are a little bit wrong, though. They are... The legs are too thin, the arms are too thin, the head's not quite the right shape, the shoulders are kind of wrong, and they're kind of dressed head-to-toe in this, or kind of torso-wise at least, in a kind of amorphous black robe of some kind. And they're clutching a staff. Can I make a quick uh, beast lore on the, the webs, like... The kind of spiders we might run into here. Sure. Also, when you say large spider, you have to be more specific in, in a fan in a magic forest. <laughs> about the size of a medium-sized dog or something. Son of a bitch. I hate spiders. I mean, I figured it fantasy would, yeah, but <laughs> still. Never mind. I've never ran into spiders like these before. With an 18 out of 10 failure. Basically just come upon this person or this thing in the yeah. yard. Does, does it turn to us or look at us? Uh, it seems to be kind of minding its own business for now. Getting past it, though, might prove to be a problem, though. You can't just kind of slip by it easily. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Can you slip by it or blocking our way? And is it roughly how tall is it? It's about human size, maybe a little bit taller. It's more it's gangly, which is weird. Well, does anyone want to talk to it? I vote someone else, not me. I vote someone else. Why, I collect large stones around me. Okay. All right. You or me, Ambrian. I'll say something. Okay. Um, yeah, so if you... Uh, if you want, it's it's up to you. Otherwise, uh, you know, I, I can. I'd be more than happy to. Uh, given that, you know, I think I can uh, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Oh, you, by all means, if you're feeling confident. I, I, I feel more confident in myself than I do in you, to be frank. Be my guest. Excuse us. We'll be passing through. So kind of the figure finally acknowledges you some, and as it turns, you see it for what it is. Is it a humanoid spider? Spindly humanoid spider-like figure. Basically, it's kind of a emaciated body of a man with a head of a with a, the head and pincers of a spider. It kind of clacks its up. Uh, what that's pincers on its face? Mandibles. Mandibles. Yeah. I figured it was going to be that even before you sent that picture. Okay. And it looks at you, clacks that. It almost seems interested in your presence there, though, too. You said it doesn't seem interested in our presence? No, it does seem interested in your presence there. It's kind of almost curious. Like, it's got a bit of a head tilt going on. It's looking at you with its multiple eyes, just kind of like, hmm. Give me a vigilance check. Done. I failed 16 out of 14. Yeah, so... All right, Embryon, if you want, it's up to you. I am not talking to that. So you don't notice till it's too late, but kind of with almost a hiss from kind of behind you, three spiders. So I guess, like, let me check, let me make sure I got the order right. So, Gorin, you're in the front, correct? Probably Gorin and Skistmer in the front. Yeah. All right, so. Stout, give me two different defense rolls at minus three, and Roha, give me a defense roll at minus three. 
Okay. That was hit both times. Damage negated seven and six. Fair enough. Yeah. So the weapons only do two, but if it hit, you are now poisoned. Ooh, that's new and exciting. Yes. What is that weapons? Do you mean mandibles, or do you mean like is something actually using weapons? Ah, this thing bit you. Okay. That's why I make sure because there's a yeah. humanoid thing in yeah. theory. There could be. No, yeah, I so wasn't I, sure if I, it was actual spiders or if it was. I understand. Yeah. So let's talk about poison real quick. I'm not gonna tell you how long you're poisoned for, but all right. Well, I am using uh, a uh, a mystic power. Sure. I'm gonna use uh, mind throw to create a shield. As a uh, instant action, um, and instead of using quick as my defense, I use uh, re- resolute. All right. Block physical attack. All right. So let's we'll get to that in kind of order. So stout, you are up first in our combat order. Strange spider figure and three spiders. Two of them are now kind of on you. Stout is going to start by lighting up the warhammer. All right. Blame on. Indeed. Can I do anything else, or is that... That's probably it, no, right? that, that's your it. That's your yep. it. So, Skutzmer, you're up next. Okay, so he lit up his hammer. How many actions do we get? You get to move, and you get to do a thing. Okay, so the spiders bit Stout and Roa. Yep. Well, I haven't been bit yet. Anyway. Oh, okay. How close are the spiders to me versus how close am I to dude there? Uh, you're probably about even distance. I'm, I guess my in my mind I was picturing this as spider dude is standing probably 20, 30 feet in front of you. Then you and Gorin are there. Then kind of behind you by 20, 30 feet is the cart. And that's where the spiders attacked. I'm going to shoot him. Shoot at who? The spider humanoid. All right. So that will be at... Yeah, so give me a roll. Okay. Uh, minus three, sorry. Oh, and I'm putting negative three, if it'll let me. Yep. Damn it. Uh, so at negative three, I'm at 14, and I rolled, or sorry, I'm at 11, and I rolled a 14, which is... Yep. So that's a miss. Shot goes wide of this kind of cunning creature. Marthal, you're up next. Marthal's the deer, right? Yep. Oh. I mean, Marthal's going to charge the one that bit me. Yeah, going to charge the uh, spider? Yeah. Alrighty. So, Marthal's attack is 11. So, minus 3. And you rolled a 4. Yeah, so Marthal that hits. Marthal roll for me for now on. Shit. Uh, and he does uh, 1d6 uh, horn damage. Alright. Four. And so, do you want to do extra damage or you want to knock that spider over? I knock it over, because I think that'll be easier for me to attack it. Alright. Yeah, the spider is indeed knocked down. And now it's time for the kind of strange creature to make its attack. So it's going to kind of start advancing toward. It's going to run up towards the two figures. It doesn't quite get there in time, but it does start running. And now it's the spider's turn. So, spider number one is going to make an attack on Roa again. So give me a defense roll at minus five. Well, it's on its back. Can it make an attack? All right, yeah, that one got knocked off. Yeah, it's going to kind of right itself and prepare for that. Spider 2, one of those is on Stout, so it's going to get an attack at minus 5 on Stout. Can you remind me what the... So the, the, the monster's stat is actually a, a just a negative modifier to our... Yeah, I probably never explained this in a full way, because it doesn't matter. I think you did, but I just would like a refresher. I'm pretty sure you did. Well, so the, so the way your stats work of... Think of... Yeah, so the way the stats work in the game of think of 10 as 0. If your stats are, in case of the monster, if their monster stat is below 
that zero point, you get additions because in theory it's easier at that point. You would uh, so like a, in the case of like a monster with a strong of five, when you're rolling against it, you get a plus five to that. So if you it kind of adds up to that. If it's above 10, though, by X number of points, that's when you, the minuses come in. So it's shortening your success ratio, if that makes any sense. It does. I just, I, you know, I wasn't yeah. sure where the, the the minus three, minus five was coming in, and then yeah. I realized it's it's from the monster. It's it's yep. their stat, essentially. Okay. Yeah, so I guess for like sure. a, to, for reference, when you're rolling against it, the minus three, it's quick is 13. So it's minus is a three. So you're minusing that from your attack roll. Your kind of your range of hitting at that point. If it was like a seven, there would be plus three. It's not so fast. Was this a minus five? You said. Yep. These okay. things bite. So how did the poison work? So the poison is you take two damage this turn. You take two tough two damage. Two damage. Okay. This is the new round, then, right? So yep. I take this right away at the beginning of the round or the beginning of my turn? Um, you should have taken it as part of your turn, I guess. So we're catching up on that one. I totally forgot about the poison there. So let's retroactively apply this. Let's do. Let's see if it does damage now. So does, the, does it get through your armor? Or does it get to you, I guess, is the way of thinking of it? Oh, yeah. I, I did that roll already. Yeah, so roll the, I guess, the armor resistance on that. It's only got three points of damage. Not very dangerous, but they do poison, and that's the problem. Wait, what do you mean the armor resistance? Is that different well, so, than what I already did? Yeah, so you rolled your defense, yeah. right? And that failed? Yeah, yeah okay, you rolled you, a five. Yeah, for so you're his fine. Armor. Yeah, you negate all the damage, and I'm not making poison stack because that's just mean. <laughs> Especially your first venture out into Davakar. So, yeah, so nothing uh, doesn't do any damage to you, but the poison remains. It's trying to feel a little bit better, but not great just yet. Give me other defense rolls. The other spider's going to try and bite down on you now. Get at minus five. Minus five again. Enemy critically hit. There's a version of the game that plays with crits. We're not playing with that, thankfully, because that would be more of a problem. But yeah, so spiders do that. They're done. Roa, you're up now. Alright, so I take the two points from the original poison, right? Yep. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and take that. So I got it marked. And then um, I am going to go ahead and stab the one uh, that bit me before. Am I at a penalty for attacking or anything? Nope. Okay. Oh, before we resolve that, um, remind me again how do I resolve casting spells. That's you have to do the resolve check. Or you, you do the one D four. I guess which spell you're doing? The um uh reverent strike thing? No no this was back when I did mind thrust. Oh yeah, that'd be one D four. So and I just, just roll one D four. Yeah one D four and you apply that to your temporary corruption. Okay. I got a one. Yep, so it's just one point. Okay. Okay, so here is my attack with my spear. I succeed and hit with seven. Did you put the minus three in there? Doesn't matter. You got an eight, so it'd still be fine. All right, so oh, for seven okay. points with of damage. My... Yep. And that's on the first spider you were hitting? Yeah, the one that was attacking me. So, so both me more, yeah. and Martell have hit this one. Yeah, so that thing starts to curl up dead as your spear goes through it. It's not doing great. Gorin, you're up. Or it's dead. Yeah, it's not doing great at all. It's dead. Goran, you're up. Uh, Goran, I'll shoot the cro- his crossbow at the approaching humanoid. All right. So it's a negative three. Yep. Uh, attack missed. Seventeen out of eleven. No harm, no foul. I suppose. Stout, you're up. Stout wants to attack the one that was poisoning him. All right. Start attack uh, modifier. Minus three. Still minus three, okay. Stout misses. Ah, that's a shame. Skutzmer, you're up. Okay, so one of the spiders is hurt, none of them are dead. One of them's dead, yeah. Uh, Rohan killed one of the spiders. Okay, 
and uh, and then a second one is hurt, but not dead. Um, no, so only one spider has been hurt. Uh, both and it's dead. Marthal and Roa hit the same spider. It's now dead. The other two spiders are still alive, and you still have this kind of strange spider humanoid coming towards you, dude, bro. Okay, um, I'm gonna, I guess, uh, shoot at him. Well, oh shit. I curse him as a free action. Okay. He's now at disadvantage. Anything he tries to do with me. Dude. All right. All right. And then, um, all right, we're good for now. I'm going to shoot him. All right. Minus three. Yep. A palpable hit. Nice. Six out of 11 for nine. And that is enough. So your was it your crossbow you hit it with? I have a, I have a bow, just a regular bow. Okay, yeah. So do you want to knock it down? Or you want to do extra damage? Um, extra damage. Extra damage. All right, give me one d four. I rolled a one. All right, so nothing terrible still. Yeah, that hit hard. Like it's not a lot of mass to it. So the fact that an arrow kind of hit that hard, it's feeling it. It's not happy about that at all. Marthal, you're up. Marthal the deer. Marthal the deer. Hmm. I'm going to run around and attack uh, one of the other spiders. All right. And with a 7 out of 10, even at a minus 3, that still hits. All right. For how much? Uh, For a whopping 5. That's still a meaty hit on these things. They're just spiders, after all. Yeah. All right, so the spider-humans kind of closed the gap, and it's going to go for a, an attack on Gorin, sensing it's a leader. So give me a defense roll at plus three. Uh, 14 out of six. Uh, the enemy hit. Ne- damage negated is one. Yeah, so you take two points of damage, but you are also now poisoned. That's subtracted from my current. Um, no, not yet. Um, that'll happen next turn. Yeah, so your minus will uh, the the minus two you took because it's three damage you negated one, so that's two points of damage now. Plus, you'll start taking damage next turn because the poison. Okay. All right. Spider one is dead. Spider two just got attacked by a deer and it's going to attack back. So give me a defense roll at uh, minus five. For Marthal. Okay. Uh, defense, it goes off of dodge. You got a 13. Set at a minus what? Five. Minus five? The spiders are hard. Yeah. It's got to roll an eight or less. Oh, no. That's a 16. So he does have some ar- Well, he has some armor, so let's see if he negates that. He negates three. All right, but it still is poison, and that will that will pick up next turn. Good armor still. Yeah, shit. All right, our last undamaged spider's going to try and take another bite at Stout. No. Indeed. All right, so defense minus five. One out of eight, they miss. Yeah. All right, Roja, you're up. Time to get some vengeance. Oh, and take two points of damage from the poison. But you are feeling better now, after the two points. Jacob? Okay. Um, so, I'm going to actually use Mind Thrust again. Okay. Uh, to send a rock at the big, like, spider humanoid dude. Alright. So, this is... Uh, what is my penalty to my attack? Uh, there isn't one because he's knocked down. He's pretty stationary. Oh, oh yeah, awesome. Yep. So now it's just a straight result and then no penalty. Yep. And I rolled a 7 out of 15. And that does a d8 damage. Got a 5. That might be enough. I did take that other 2 and poison. Got it. And I will take another point of temporary corruption. Yeah, so good news, your rock kind of cracks this thing's thorax open and kind of strange spider blood leaks out of where it cracked through. 
but yeah, you are uh, you you feel better, but you definitely uh, the the poison pierce have worn off, but also you did take the two points of damage. Goran, yes, you're up. So is that humanoid dead? Yep. There's two spiders left. One that's been damaged and one that's not been damaged yet. And one of the spiders is on me. Yeah. So no, I want to. No, sorry, you were fighting the spider humanoid. The two spiders are back by um, Roha and uh, Stout and Marthal at this um, point. Yeah, I will turn around and try to shoot one of the unwounded spiders with my crossbow. All right. Ooh, that's a seven out of eleven hit. Damage of nine. Yep, that'll get you. So that shot was real good. So you want to do extra damage, or do you want to knock one of the, uh, one of the spiders over? Do extra. All right. So that's going to auto-kill it, because any damage will kill it at this point. All right. Yeah, so spider, uh, kind of, the healthy spider now just kind of has an arrow go through it, piercing it. It just dies on impact with that arrow. And one spider remains. It's kind of chittering nervously, as it is now Stout's turn. Yeah, it should be nervous. Stout's going to murder you. Oh. Takes two damage from his poison still? Uh, it's been two rounds, so you are no longer poisoned. Okay. Yep. Minus five. No, minus three, because it's... Oh. Well, either way, hit. <laughs> cool. For how much? Does nine damage. All right, that is... Yeah, so that one just cracks under the weight of the flaming hammer combo, and the, the you realize now that the kind of the sounds of the Ravans were echoing around this space, and slowly but rapidly growing is the chittering of spiders. They've not made a move on you yet, but kind of from every side around you, you just kind of slowly hear the clacking of mandibles and the kind of moving of exoskeletons and just kind of the strumming of web. It's just kind of every spider around you is having an opinion about what it just saw. I see. Let's leave. Let's run, Ren. Ren. All right, Ren. Let's run. Everyone, give me quick tests, real quick. Um. Yes, real quick. Was I supposed to roll for the curse for the the evil points? Yeah, you're out of combat though, so it's not going to matter. It's you're fine at this point. So that that would be the end of the scene. We're not still yeah. in the same scene. We're or still okay. in the same scene. Don't reset your corruption just yet. But yeah, you're, you're not. Well, that's, you're no that's what I mean. Anything? Yeah. Do I need to roll corruption in case I have to use more magic? No, you're you'll be fine. Don't worry about that. Okay. It also does. I've, I read the description again. It doesn't make it clear if I have to roll a resolute test the, when I cast it. I think it's just but to maintain it. That's always my interpretation for those types of things. Because the casting initially is free, typically. Oh yeah, me and Martha are getting out of here. I don't know about the rest of you getting eaten by spiders, but we're leaving. I got a one out of ten, and Martha got a ten out of thirteen. The rest of you are getting eaten by spiders. I got a seven out of ten. I think we all passed. Bang bang! (laughs) Gorin didn't. Gorin isn't Gorin. Doesn't Gorin have a pig leg? Yep. Yeah, Can we just get on the cart? Can we just say he hopped on the cart? When are you going to swing me onto the cart? It's a thing you could do. Ogre, toss him. Ogre tosses. Alright, so give me, a, give me a strong on that. Put him in the cart. Six out of 15 success. Alright, Stout, give me another quick. Another quick. Mm, yeah, 15 success. Yeah. How do you have so, two 15s? Because I'm really bad at like everything else. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, so uh, the way this plays out is kind of, everyone takes off running, just kind of hearing this massing wave of spiders and realizing that uh, Goran's probably not the most agile of individual stout, just kind of throws him haphazardly in the cart, which is a good move because I was going to make you kind of leave the cart behind now at this point. But yes, you managed to save the cart. Goran gets out of there, but kind of as you're running out of the space, you just kind of see a slowly massing wave of spiders building behind you, just coming out of every crevice and kind of surface possible, just kind of flooding the ground that you were walking across 
mere minutes ago kind of things coming out of everywhere, just pouring across the webs towards the ground, just horrible hissing sounds. And kind of as you get to the outskirts of the town, you leave what you define as the radius of the town, if you will, the kind of the defined boundaries of it. The, the spiders kind of slowly start to stop and almost like a wave crashing on the shore. Just kind of a couple follow you up the path and turn around and skitter back. And you watch as just the spiders return to wherever they were hiding previously and back to their webs. But the, for probably minutes afterwards, the forest around is just echoing with the sounds of shrieking and clacking spider sounds. Well, that was close. Let's not do that again. Well, we have to go back somehow. Well, hopefully now they're without a leader. Should I, you know, burn it? I'm sure those webs will catch fire for easy enough. Yeah. Once we'll try it. But then we'll be chased by all of them. Mm. I would I don't let her... They have their place. Let them have their place. Fine. You never know what's going to happen here in Davakar. We might head home a different way. One problem at a time. 